0: Go!
1: Lord. Hallelujah. Did you hear that theophany calling you? It's the word that God spoke of you from the beginning. Amen. That's exactly what it is. And he called us. He called us to this message. He called us to salvation. He called us to deliverance. And one of these days, it's going to call us to the change. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So good to be together with you today. Be in the presence of the Lord and to know that he's here. Jesus Christ is same yesterday, today, and forever. I want to thank you for your prayers for me and my family and um, Sister Karen. Sister Karen is fully functional. She's eating, she's bathing, she's dressing herself, even doing puzzles. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We expect her to come home this week. Uh, some time from the rehab so we just trust the Lord's direction that way as brother Timothy told you of sister Erica Parker uh, which is brother Donnie Reagan brother Donnie is sister Carol Reagan's daughter she's got a rare type of cancer on her liver they say it didn't come from there it's elsewhere in her body they're trying to find the source they'll be doing some extensive tests this um, coming up to find out the source we know the source. It came from the devil. Amen. Amen. But we also know the source of healing. Amen. And that comes from Jesus. For he was wounded for our transgressions. We've had a lot of different prayer requests and we may not do this every time in every service. But I just want you to know around the world there are people that their hearts are touched as they hear God moving in our lives, in our hearts. And People have got grievous, serious need. This is the bride of Christ. Amen. Around the world that is just looking to God say, I, I need your touch, Lord. And even among us, we know there are those that are needs, with needs. I've been hearing from God's faithful servant, my brother, Brother Kenny Kemp, um, quite regularly during this time, and it's been such a blessing as we just shared back and forth what the Lord is doing. We're looking for a miracle in his life. A healing touch. He's been a faithful brother and deacon and love uh, we love him. We appreciate him. Also heard from a, a brother Rick in California that asked us to pray for his need and there's grievous needs. A refugee from England. Doctors can't find the cause of his pains in his legs and, and his um, and and his uh, feet and so we are back there he's asking for a prayer cloth also brother K- Kenneth from Trinidad is writing asking for prayer for swollen uh, foot that's been troubling him for months sister Sarah from Tucson she has lupus and she's also asking prayer for her son and also scar- the emotional scarring of being away from God been a prodigal that's returned home, and we're thankful to hear that. And also, Gladys Smith, who's got n- numerous cancers, and she also asked for a prayer cloth and that God would heal her. She's a believer, longtime believer. A Nancy Allen with cancer, a Bob Kerr from Australia with two strokes. So, you know, different needs that are there. And I have some prayer cloths that we're going to be sending out to some of these today. We want to go to prayer. We want to ask God just to minister to these needs. Bring healing and deliverance in the name of Jesus. How many of you would have a need this morning? You say, I've got someone on my heart. Amen. I know there are needs there. We got our brothers and sisters in Japan different other places that's got needs. We're just going to ask God today, Father, we come to you in the precious, wonderful name of Jesus. And we know your arm is not short that you cannot save, for your arm reached all the way from heaven down to earth and was wounded for our transgressions. And to us has the arm of the Lord been revealed in salvation and healing and deliverance. And we're looking to you today, Lord, that you would touch and heal these people. We have mentioned their needs, Lord. Our sister Erica is certainly burdened on our hearts today. Lord God, thou knowest the, the little girl. We've known her since a child. And now she's a mother, still a young mother, got young children. Lord. Have mercy upon her, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke the enemy that has come against this bride, that's attacking the ministry everywhere, that's trying to pull down the bride of Jesus Christ, bog her down with sickness and ailments, all of these cancers that we read about. Lord, we know that you specifically told your prophet in this day. You specifically addressed cancer. And you said, nothing will stand before your prayers if you can get the people to believe. And we're believers today. And we're asking in the name of Jesus that these cancers be rebuked. Whatever form they are, this lupus, these scars wounded from being away from you. And Lord, a son that's, oh, God, needs a touch. Oh, God, the different ones, Lord, that have asked crippled conditions, and feet and legs and back you're the healer Lord and when you rose from the dead you conquered every sickness oh God you conquered it in your body because you proved you were the resurrection and the life you know about these stroke victims and different things that they've gone through we've seen you come through Lord for your people you're the healer and deliverance and we ask Lord that you will deliver them today in the name of Jesus as these, as these prayers go out, Lord, may the Holy Spirit carry them on the wings of a dove and the message get through to every one of them that they're healed, that they're healed, that they're healed. May the seventh dove of the Holy Ghost just come down, swoop right down where they are and coo there. Hallelujah. Coo out your love secrets. Coup out to them your healing powers, your deliverance, and your salvation. I ask, Lord, your blessings and anointing upon this people today. In the name of Jesus, as we give you thanks, Lord, for what you're doing. I ask, Lord, you'll bless us now as we go through in this service today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm going to let you be seated just for a moment. We're going to uh, sing a song here that I want to teach you here in, in just a minute. It's been one that, um, it's, a, it's an old hymn, about 100 years old really. When the revelation of the truth of the Godhead began to hit, it was not the full truth, but it was truth as it was in its infancy. And Of course, God gave us a greater expansion of revelation and understanding. And um, so we, uh, you know, we know that the greatest of all revelations is the supreme deity of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This microphone better quit saying amen. I, I, I like to do my own amen. And amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. There, there is no greater revelation. In the revelation of Jesus Christ is also... The revelation of the bride of Christ and any other unfolding revelation of the church ages of seals and so forth. And it's all encapsulated in the person Christ Jesus because it is a revelation of him. And you can't get to first base unless you believe in the supreme deity of our Lord Jesus Christ. And man, y'all can give me just a little more sound up here too. Now we don't believe that Jesus was his own father. But we, but rather he was a body that God created to dwell in so the Father could dwell in the Son. So he was only a Son in that, God was only a Son in that he, he made a body to come and dwell in. And this condescending was for a further purpose so that in the Son God could pay for our sins and thus redeem our flesh. So he could further condescend and dwell in us, bringing many sons to himself. You know, the scripture begins, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God. The gospels in the book of St. John, it begins with, in the beginning was the word. And Revelation 1-1 begins like this, the revelation of Jesus Christ, because Jesus is the revelation of God. And Brother Brandon would tell us in the Patmos vision, the first thing you've got to know is that he is not a prophet, he's not a junior God, he's not a secondary God, he is God. Amen. A little later in the same sermon, he, re- he refers to John being in the spirit on the Lord's day, he hears a trumpet, and um, he turns to look and he says, I'm Alpha and Omega, and he went, goes on to comment, the greatest of all revelations is the deity... The supreme deity of our Lord Jesus Christ. You can't get the first base until you believe that. That's what Peter said. Repent and then see the deity. And so um, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of your sins. And then you're ready to go in the spirit. So the first thing you got to know is the deity of Christ. I am Alpha and Omega. I'm Alpha and Omega. And I, there is no more but me. I was at the beginning. I'll be at the end. end. I'm He that was, which is and shall come the Almighty. Think of that. That's what the trumpet said. All right, so the first of all revelations is the supreme deity of Jesus Christ. You must know who He is when you hear the voice. Who is He? I'm the first and the last, I'm the supreme one. I'm the Almighty. How many believes that? About our Lord Jesus Christ there's no salvation in any other name but in the name of Jesus Christ praise the Lord amen we're gonna be here for a while they done took my coat off praise God amen amen well hallelujah make yourself comfortable amen we're just looking to the Lord today again in Queen of Sheba brother Branham explained the main revelation always is who Jesus Christ is The book of Revelation, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ, opens with the very thing to show the supreme deity of Jesus Christ. I'm he that was, which is, and shall come, the Almighty, the first of all revelations. And then, Brother Branham it is the rise in the sun. He takes a picture of the cloud, and he turns it to to the right, and he says, "Um, just turn the picture the way it's supposed to be. He is supreme judge. There's none other but him, and that's a perfect identification again of this a vindication that this message is truth. This is the truth, it is true, making him not a third person, but the only person. Right. Amen. Amen. God bless you. will want you stand together with me as we sing this song? The song is called, It's All in Him. The mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in him. You you know, go ahead. Those of you that are listening in, you want to poke fun at me for singing this old song, that's okay. I believe every word of it. Amen. Amen. The mighty God is Jesus, the Prince of Peace is He, the everlasting Father, the King eternally. The wonderful in wisdom, by whom all things were made, the fullness of the Godhead in Jesus is displayed. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. The fullness of the Godhead is all in Him. It's all in Him. It's all. In him. It's all in It's all in Him. Emmanuel, God with us. Jehovah, Lord of hosts. The omnipresent Spirit who fills the universe. The Advocate, the High Priest, the Lamb of sinners slain, the Author of redemption. All glory to His name. It's all in Him. It's all. All in him, the mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in him. The Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, the living word incarnate, the helpless sinner's friend, our wisdom and perfection, our righteousness and power. They all we need in Jesus. We find this very hour. It's all in him. The fullness sound of the Godhead. is all in him. It's all in him. It's all in him. The mighty God is Jesus and it's all in him. Our God for whom we waited will be our glad refrain of Israel. all in him, the fullness of the garden is all in him, it's all in him, it's all in him. The mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in him, hallelujah, amen, praise the Lord. Sound like you've been singing that for a while, hallelujah, my goodness, yes. Amen. When we have a baptismal service, that's going to be a good one to sing. Amen. The fullness of the Godhead dwells in Him. Amen. God bless you. Wherever you're from around the world and listening in here today, we welcome you. (laughs) Y'all just made my heart just dance. Brother and Sister Hollis, God bless you. Thank you for being here today. And sister, Sister Rutherford back there, Sister Rhonda, God bless you. Amen. Each one that has come to be with us, Brother Chris, or that are visitors here today, you and your family. God bless you, each one. Amen. God bless you. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. Amen. Sister Sharon brought a guest, so God bless you too, Sister Sharon and your guests. Uh, Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. We're going to read from today. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come... They were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout devout men, out of every nation under heaven. And now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded, because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And now here we, every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born... Parthians and Medes and Elamites and dwellers in Methusopetania and in Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia and Phagaria and Pamphylia in Egypt and in the parts of Libya about Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues, the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others said, These men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be thou known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, and all my servants and all my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirits, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath and blood and fire and vapor of smoke. And the sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood before the great and terrible day and notable day of the Lord shall come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you as you know also yourselves father bless the reading of your word now in Jesus name amen god bless you, you can be seated the other morning about 3 o'clock i was woken suddenly and began to write some notes for this sermon this today and wrote down the title of what I'm speaking on this morning. Of the final outpouring. Now we are living in the fulfillment of scriptures. And the final outpouring upon the Gentiles before the rapture. Of course there will be a great move of God among the Jews. 144,000 with their two witnesses. Moses and Elijah. Those are not Gentile prophets. Those are Jewish prophets. And um, I know there are those who believe that everything that can be poured out has already been poured out, so they already put it all in the past, and some would say, Brother Tim, we already have the mysteries revealed, and the last sign has been given, so what more could be done? Sure, but I want just to say to you, though we agree that God has done some wonderful things in this generation, don't put everything in the past, amen, Amen. because one may uh, protest, but Christ has already come, and only in the sense he came in his word to a prophet, and in that form he has come with a shout, but yet he is also here today, present tense, and he's here in bride form. We're going to speak a little bit about that this morning. And again, he's coming again for us to meet him in the air. Don't forget, that coming is still in the future. It's what believers believe. And the seven seal mysteries that it was not God closing of the book, it was to open the book, the book that had been closed, the secrets that had been shut away. That had been reserved for the end time, God saw that it was opened to us in this day. So it was not the closing of the book, it was the opening of the book. It was uh, to show us our inheritance so that we could claim every redemptive right for ourselves. And I wanna say today is a day of the fullness where the bride will fulfill the New Testament. Um, as Brother Branham would tell us about the masterpiece and how that, you know, he, he described Michelangelo as he worked upon that masterpiece and then he struck it and said, speak, as he looked there at his creation or, or his, his art work that he had done and he hit him upon the leg with his mallet and it was so real to him that he said, speak. And 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 again a piece went off of him. And to some that flawed the masterpiece, but in Brother Brandon's mind, it made it the masterpiece. Because it was so real to the artist till till he could see he had seen it step out of the rock, the many days that he had taken just to a nondescript block of stone and worked and worked the hours and years that he had toiled, and now his vision was materialized before him. And God has also had a vision, and He's also had a plan, and God's also been working down to the ages. And through the ages, He brought it up where that He brought it to the masterpiece of the Old Testament, where Jesus was the fullness of all the prophets. He would start with the base and begin with uh, working on the base. And he would start with Abraham, the faith of Abraham and the, the grace that, or the love that was shown in Isaac. And then the grace in Jacob and perfection in Joseph. Showing it would go all the way from faith to perfection. And then the, the building up through the prophets and all of that until it finally was God made manifest among us. So we could say that it was all in him. The wisdom of Solomon, the Psalms of David, the prophecies of Isaiah, the the scriptures in Jeremiah, all the different ones that had prophesied of him was now made manifest. And out of the vision showed what God had in his mind to bring one in his own image. But what made it a masterpiece was he struck it at Calvary. And out of at Calvary, there was another piece come out of him. The water, the blood, and the spirit that poured out from him at Calvary. And, and so it would be out of this that God would make him another masterpiece. And this masterpiece would fulfill the New Testament. And God has been working upon this masterpiece down to the ages. Somebody help me preach now. Amen. And it looked like many times that it would go down into failure and he would have to abandon the plan, but he brought it out and Brought it to justification with Luther and sanctification to Wesley, and and then the 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 baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gifts under Pentecost, and finally he comes into perfection, where that the bride becomes the embodiment, the embodiment of all the the word that has been spoken. She will be the justification that Luther preached in its perfection. She will be the sanctification that Wesley preached, but in its perfection. She will be exactly what this Jesus Street people preached, but in its perfection. Amen. We are here in the time of the perfection. Amen. Now His bride will fulfill everything that's in the New Testament because there is another masterpiece in the making. Amen. Until finally he brings her forth and brings her also in speaking terms. And a resurrection is called and our body changed and we move from this mortal back into immortality. And that's the age that we're living in. All the New Testament, Brother Brandon would tell us in the message, Shalom, all the New Testament speaks of this hour. Jesus Christ speaks of this hour. So then again, you see, it's not about denominations or how many members. It's not the nicest buildings or the greatest of places that we thank God for what he has given us. And neither is it about small cliques, our little secret groups or big secret groups who who are exclusive, amen? amen. But it, what it's about is God revealing Himself in Christ, bringing the fullness of all the Word and encapsulating it in Christ, and in Christ pouring out His Spirit until it brings the fullness of God in His Bride. Just as Jesus was the fullness of the Godhead, so God is also bringing the fullness of the Godhead, the Word, back into manifestation. Amen. In Christ's mystery, when Brother Branham said, when I think of this, I just see denominations pass off the scene." Amen. When I see God's great purpose revealing himself and having to first reveal himself in Christ, the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and then to bring that fullness of the Godhead bodily into a people, Amen. that he could have the preeminence, the oversight, the leading. Amen. Somebody with me now. Amen. So you see the very same thing. He brought it up to the fullness, to the fullness of the Godhead was in a body. And that body was Jesus, but now He also brings it up from the ages until where He came, comes again to cap off all the ages, to finish all the ages, with God manifested in His fullness in a body, but not one single person, but in a multi-body, the multifocal body of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So He could have the preeminence. The oversight, deleting, brother Branham again in Christ the mystery. I'm going to read several of these from Christ the mystery. God expressed in Jesus Christ, who is both Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now, how many's ready for the now? We can all. We all should be able to look back if you got a clear vision. Come on now, if 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 your camera's out of focus or your, your, your vision is out of focus, you'll be seeing three persons out there or two persons or two lords. Amen, but if it ever comes into real focus, you're going to see one, one God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Are you with me now? So again, let me, let me quote it again. God expressed in Jesus Christ, who was both Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now. Amen. Say now. Amen. Amen. Brother Johnny beat you to it, see? You needed to say now. I want you to look over at your neighbor and just, and just say, this is for now. This is what happened now. That happened yesterday. All the word was fulfilled in Jesus of the Old Testament. Right now we are coming now to another fulfillment. Now the complete fullness of the Godhead bodily dwells in his church. The preeminence, all that God was, he poured into Christ and all Christ was has been poured into the church, the believers. Hallelujah. Now, Now, the complete fullness of the Godhead bodily, all the word, all of the word dwells in the body of his bride. Hallelujah. Amen. Again, he would tell us he sanctified with his spirit and his blood a church that he might make every promise in this last day be revealed. See, he can go back and pick up what these other fellows has left off in the last days by his Holy Spirit and reveal all the mysteries of the seven seals. See, he's expressing himself. That's his purpose. That's why he died. That's the second fold of his threefold manifestation. First, to express himself in Christ. Then express himself through the church. And then the same thing, Christ was the word. And when the the church becomes the word, when it lets the word go through them. Amen. We become the word that speaks of healing when it goes through us and brings healing. Amen. We express the word of casting out devils when we cast out devils. And it flows through us. Amen. When we live a holy life. Amen. It's the word flowing through us. What God wants of a people in this last day are you with me now? So the same thing, as he says, um, he said, and the church, Christ was the word, and the church becomes the word, and when it lets the word go through them. Amen. But when they accept a hybrid denomination, how can the word go through it? It's grounded because it causes a short, and it blows a few, fuse. But when the current is flowly, flowing freely, the word of God, and expresses itself. The works that I do shall you do also. And in the last days it shall come to pass. Behold, I send it to you, Elijah the prophet. Has God done that? Then what about the rest of it? And he shall turn the hearts of the children back to the faith of the fathers. As sure as Brother Brandon was Elijah, Amen. As sure as he was Elijah, even so, just as sure, your hearts have by a message been turned back to the faith of the fathers. Amen. Amen. And in there, in that time of restoration, there would come a time forth. Oh, hallelujah. I believe we're in that time of restoration. There would come a time forth when he could express himself in the fullness of his Godhead deity through his church, have preeminence in his church. Oh, my. What? The anointed man. That was Jesus 2,000 years ago. Now. We come to this important word again. Now. Now. People want to know what's God doing today? What's the promise for the day? Now. Amen. Can you say now? Amen. Now, what's this? Now, the anointed people. Amen. It was the anointed man, yeah. but now the anointed people. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. To bring back the anointed bride and bridegroom. You see, there's got to be somebody to match him that he can say, the bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh and life of my life and power of my power. She's him. Anointed by why? Accepting what he turned down. That's the word. And Adam, by coming back with the, the anointing of the word because he said, my word is spirit. See, anointed with the word what Eve turned down, he comes back and we accept. Do you realize where we're standing then? We're standing on the edge of Eden. Hallelujah. That's exactly right. Because we're right back to the point to accept what Eve turned down and we accept. Amen. Amen. Now, the last sign the last sign, you said, Brother Tim, we received our last sign. Let's talk about the last sign for a moment. The last sign was God in human flesh. Amen. Yeah. Right. Amen. We often think of the discernment being the last sign. It is not. The bride of Jesus Christ is the last sign. Amen. Now, Brother Bradham tells us in, in Christ the Mystery The church, his church will be there without spot or wrinkle. She's going to stand there in the splendor of him. His word made manifest. She'll be a token, that's a sign, to the world. The bride is the last sign. I want you to get this. You are the last sign. Amen. You said Brother Branham, listen, it included Brother Branham, but you are the last sign. In Tampa, Florida, in the trial, Brother Branham said, I challenge you to believe that Jesus Christ is revealed in the form of the Son of Man in human flesh through the bride's body. So this is where the Son of Man, the word, the complete word of God is going to be revealed is through the bride's body. Again, in service, we would see Jesus. Um, He said, and and there was one to the called out elected church that was showing the sign that God was in flesh. Jesus was God in flesh, and if Jesus is in you tonight, it is still God manifests himself in the last days. The son of man revealing himself in his church, the human flesh, making himself known. You see, you you get it? God down here in his church making himself again the word, the son of man being revealed in the last days as it was in the days of Sodom. Amen. Now, in again, it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. This is a, actually a 61 sermon, but I thought it was noteworthy. Because Brother Brandon was preaching on where we stand, we got to fulfill all righteousness, all the word. All the word that spoke of a bride in this hour. All right, so he said the Holy Ghost here is proving that he's among us. Now let the power of God, let the witness of the Holy Ghost move into the hearts of these people just now, giving them assurance like Daniel had, like Noah had, like Enoch had, like John had, like Peter had, like Paul had, like Jesus had, like Abraham had, like all of them had, Lord. It's becoming to us in this day where divine healing is poured out Signs and wonders are being done. Great awakening has become among the people. The Holy Spirit has dropped down among the people. They have shouted, spoken tongues, prophesied great gifts and signs and wonders. The angel of the message, the angel of the age has appeared to us um, in the form of the Holy Ghost and he's bringing us a message. We see it being fulfilled. We see him taking our bodies and transforming us from mortal human beings into agents of God to speak forth great mysterious signs and wonders when we see these things and it's becoming to us that we fulfill our righteousness. Amen. Amen. In the message investments, the last thing the church is going to see, how many is interested? Well, I'll tell you next week. This will be the last you'll see today. Oh, you want to hear this? Amen. Well, let's listen to it. The last thing the church is going to see is Christ manifested in his power. In fullness in his church just before the fire falls. Glory. The last thing the church is going to see is Christ manifested in his power in fullness in his church just before the fire falls. Well, we see Sodom and Gomorrah out in the streets. Come on. Amen. We see these things that are happening in our world, our nation. Come on. Amen. But the last thing, that the church is going to see is Christ manifested in his power in fullness in his church just before the fire falls. Amen. Pick up your pen and write. He tells us the bride will do only his will, no one can make them do otherwise. That's right. They have thus saith the Lord, and they keep still. Amen. I, I, I say this respectfully. We got to keep still down by now. But it's sometimes, somewhere, some people's got to realize they got thus saith the Lord. Amen. You got a message in this day. Yes. Yes. Amen. 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 we We, we have kept still. You know, I mean... <laughs> Prophecies have ceased, tongues have ceased, you know, interpretations have ceased, you know, healings have ceased, miracles have ceased, and we kept still. People got it down where they keep still. That's not what Brother Branham was talking about. Amen. He was talking about that we have thus saith the Lord, or we keep still. In other words, we'll only say what the Word said. They know it has to be God in them doing the works, fulfilling his own word. You can't do this on yourself. He did not complete all his work while he was in his earthly ministry. So now he works in and through his bride. Ha! Jesus didn't complete it all. So he left a part of his work to do. And he's going to work it through his bride body. Hallelujah. Amen. He knows that, she knows that Christ will fulfill, will now, here's that word again, will now fulfill through his bride that work which he left for this specific time. All right, so God's pouring out his self. This is the last outpouring. In perfect faith, Brother Branham said we become anointed with that same spirit, anointed messiahs, messiahs of this last day to shine forth the resurrection of Jesus Christ to show that he's not dead but he's in the form of the Holy Ghost, he's in his people, moving among his bride with a love affair to her, pouring out into her himself. They are becoming one for the wedding supper. The same signs promised by the same God in the same Word is making his same manifestation. There is nothing left for us to do but believe it. Amen. How many are ready to believe it? Amen. Amen. And believe it is the substance and that creates a perfect faith. Amen. That's all that's left to do is for us to believe it. The super sign. He says, oh, God, if the world could only see that, that God and man are one. The super sign was that first man that God could come into, and all that God was, he poured into Christ. And all that Christ was, he poured into the church. Super sign, God and man together. That was to be the super sign of the last day. So you're not only the last sign, you're the super sign. Amen. When the entire Bible was to be fulfilled in the last day, a super sign, a virgin shall conceive. And this conception, when it brought forth, will be God manifest in the flesh, a super sign. And they still don't believe it, but it was anyhow, and it's still a super sign. Notice, super sign, they got Superman today. They got fictions of Superman. They got all these other kind of super things. But the church has got a super sign. God. Back in the church, manifest in human flesh, God united with man, his sure super sign. Hallelujah. Amen. The word and man become one. Thanks be to God. Oh, if that was the super sign of that day when that same spirit that was on Jesus Christ comes in his church to manifest the written word today, that is still the super sign. The church can have the sign of the council. All of them getting together for a fake world peace. All they want to be, the Baptists can say, we got a million more than 44. The Methodists can make any kind of brag they want to, oneness or trinities or whatever they may be. But the super sign is still God ever remains true to that super sign. It's God and man manifesting his written word, his word. When he, the Holy Ghost, has come upon you, he'll reveal these things and show them to you and will show you things to come. Amen. Hebrews thirteen eight. Jesus Christ is same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. You're the super sign. What is that super sign? God manifesting his people. God dwelling in the church. God embodying, taking on your flesh. The last sign in Abraham's day was God taking on 16 elements of flesh. The last sign, amen, to, to the Jewish world was God taking on human flesh. Amen, the last sign to the Gentiles will be God taking on human flesh. And he said, greater is he that is in you. Amen. Amen. How many believes he's taken on flesh? Amen. How many has received the Holy Ghost? Amen. Then he took on flesh. Amen. And now he says, greater is he that is in you <laughs> than he that's in the world. Amen. Amen. Greater is he that is in you than that lame condition we prayed about today. or oh, but then the cancer Amen. that one some of you are dealing with. Amen, greater is he than anything that the devil could put on you. Hallelujah, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have proven, people in this church have proven, greater is he that is in you than drugs, than alcohol, than tobacco, than sex sins. Hallelujah! You have proved to the world you are a super sign that God is living in human flesh. Hallelujah! Are you with me now? And man, I'll tell you when I walk into a rehab, and I sit there with my wife and doctors and and, and, and physical therapists and occupational therapists and speech therapists walk into the room one by one in their term, and they, and they stay they stop at the door and turn around and look to see that the door, the name is right on the door. And they say back to me and to us, "Oh, we were expecting something different after we read your chart. You're amazing. You're America. Hallelujah. Amen. What is it? Because greater is he that is in us than a brain bleed. Greater is he that is in us than a pronouncement of death. Greater is he that is in us that the doctors have said, you'll only be a vegetable. This is what they thought. They called me on the phone because she's unresponsive and said, you think your wife would like this? I know what they're talking about. Because she could be left a vegetable. They didn't expect her to ever walk, talk, know anything. But I did. Yes. Yes. Amen, because I know a greater physician. Yes. That's why. That's why. Amen. I know a greater physician. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh my. oh my. Amen. Oh, we're we're seeing he you see this God. He is the God who controls nature. He speaks to your storm. He makes your body obey his word. Do you know what? That's what happens when, you, when you're sick and God heals you. He just makes your body obey his word. Amen. He just anoints your immune system and says, sick them, boy, and throws that thing out. Amen. You know, Brother Brandon said we weren't meant to be doctored on anyway. That's exactly right. And as believers, we really wasn't meant to be doctored on. We have nothing against doctors. God uses them. In hospitals, God uses them. Thank God for them. Amen. They did their part. They evacuated the blood out of her brain. You know, all, all the things. But God had to do the healing. He's the one who moved that brain right back into place again. That was pushed out of position. Amen. i tell you, he's the creator. He stood upon the winds and the waves, or the waves there as he approached the boat, and, and he healed the sick. He destroyed sin. He changes it all for you. He comes to dwell in you. He conquered these things to come and live in us. Yes. Now, we're not preaching about a Jesus, 2,000 years ago. We're preaching Jesus Christ the same today. But where is he? In his church. How? In the form of his own Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus dwells in you. He is that conquered that's already conquered these things. So he conquered them all. Amen. He proved in the scripture and come back and prove to you he's still the same God by his resurrection power. Amen. He's greater than all the world because he conquered all the world. Amen, he's greater than all these things because he conquered conquered them for us and we're more than conquerors. Amen, he is a mighty conqueror, but you are more than a conqueror. Amen, Amen. through him that loved us and gave himself for us that he might come back and do the works through us to prove today that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. World falling apart, Brother Branham says, The hour that we're living in, oh God, the world is falling apart. There hangs in the hangers bombs. There hangs the things to do just exactly, and the fire is about to fall. The church is ready. She's sealed in, ready to come. There will be a big outpouring of the Spirit, yes, sir, to grab that church and take her into the skies exactly because we see the church, the word, the bride and Christ, his ministry is in the bride, which is body, the supernatural spiritual body of his on the earth. His spirit is in there living his life right out until him and the church becomes one in the wedding supper, in the wedding and they become one. A big outpouring. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're here and there's a big outpouring, I'd get a big bucket for it. I wouldn't say, Lord, just fill my cup. I'd just say, Lord, fill me and thrill me inside, outside, all through me, Lord. Fill every fiber of my being with your Holy Spirit. Let me tell you, this bride is more than the mechanics Amen. This little this little flock that believes the word, its mechanics is ready, and God made sure he sent us a prophet, set everything in place. Amen. Amen. We know what the thunders are, we know what the seals are, we know what the mysteries are that pertain to the bride. Somebody help me preach now. Amen. It's all already been opened to his predestination, serpent seed, marriage and divorce. All of the different things has been revealed, divinely revealed. What God said in His Word that the original apostles preached, Amen. without the contamination of denomination. The loose ends have been tied together. We have the answer to the devil's questions. We're preaching the gospel that Paul preached. Amen. We, we have the gospel of Jesus Christ that he said he would not come back until this gospel was preached in all the world. And then shall the end come. And the gospel is now being preached around the world. And God has sped it up. If you don't believe that right now, There's listening across the world, all over the place right now where this sermon is going out around the world and it's healing people. It's delivering people. Amen. It's saving people. i got emails right now of people that have been saved, listening in, healed, listening in, delivered, listening in. Amen, amen. I don't, even have to, I don't even have to leave this place and this pulpit to preach around the world. You know why? God sped it up. Amen. God, is, he put it in high gear. Amen. They're not only just watching that, they're watching the, the, the picture itself and, and, and seeing it in real time. They're part of this service this morning. An unseen host but, uh, and group, but they're there. there. somebody with me? Yes. And let me tell you, not only are they there, but Jesus is there too. Yes. Because Jesus just a real there as he is here. And his healing power just a real there as he is here. And his deliverance just a real there as he is here. God's little flock that believes this word, its mechanics is ready too. It's ready for the dynamics to set it afire with the Holy Ghost. Fear not, little flock. It's your Father's good will to give you the kingdom. The Holy Ghost will strike a little church. Amen. That's right. Come on. Amen. I don't want to finish this another night. The Holy Ghost will strike, (laughs) will strike a little church that's come out of the world. Let me describe her by the prophet. Women that wears long hair. Nazarite to prove they're separated themselves from the world. Amen for the Word of God. Not a short, wearing, painted face, Jezebel calling themselves Christian. No, sir. Man, no so wishy-washy that'll stand for a denomination and hold on their coattails as some Caesar or Herod instead of standing for the Word of God. But God's got loyal people. Genuine flock of God who don't care what the world says. They believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. She's a super sign to the world. You'd already been seen in the vision. I saw in that vision those clean-faced, godly-dressed women from all over the world, from every nation marching in tune to onward, Christian soldiers. You notice it wasn't saying retreat. It was saying onward, onward, onward. God's got a loyal, genuine people. Hallelujah. I was standing the other day in LSU hospital. A little girl from the physical therapy came in. She wanted to know about Karen's hair. Was it long because of Because of something religious? Yeah, because we believe the Bible. That's right. Well, our church used to believe that. Some of the older ones still do, but you know, she went on to explain to me. She says, you know, um, but now our church does not um, follow the Old Testament customs. I said, oh. I said, well, it might interest you to know that hair is not an Old Testament custom. It's something that was mandated by the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 11. And he said, we have no other custom than this. And I said, it's what the church of Jesus Christ does if they follow the Bible. Oh, she said, I didn't know that. She does now. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Amen. You know, again, you know, Brother, Brother Branham talks about the, 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 the blood of Jesus, how we must be so careful about the blood. I want to just deal with this for a second because it has to do with my subject. And he talked about how a man, like when Dillinger was killed in Chicago, or one of the Dillinger outfit was killed and he was shot in the street you know, gawkers by the hundreds lined up to see this notorious criminal. They used to do that. Those of you who know about Bonnie and Clyde, they paraded their bodies all through the, the, you know, this area you know, showing their trophies of Bonnie and Clyde and their riddled car and all of that. Tracks, hundreds, gawkers. But he said, the blood spread out in the street and and people were suspicious of that, and they, would, they wouldn't step on their fellow man's blood. But then he says, they'll walk right through the blood of Jesus Christ. Go ahead. This old saying is true. Fools will walk with hobnailed shoes where angels fear to trod. That's right. They'll walk right over it and say the days of miracles are past. Hmm. That was all right for the apostles but not for us. Oh my, how can you say it? You're tramping under the foot the blood of Jesus Christ wherewith you were sanctified with. Oh my, think of it, the blood on your hands. Now we wouldn't today dare say the days of miracles are past. Although that's what many actually believe. We know the word would condemn us for that. So... Satan uses another tactic. Come on. We would just say it's first and second pull preaching. On, on, now, some of you that's not acquainted with the message, you're wondering, you got a big question mark. You'll catch on. Or they would say, well, we just don't major on a minor. Come on, Yet it's only a minor when it's compared to the healing of the soul. Amen? It's minor in comparison to salvation. But 80% of Jesus' ministry was healing the sick. That's pretty major. Amen. The principal work of the church should be casting out devils. Amen. And, and now you see, but he, he says, you're trampling on the blood when you deny that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When the emphasis is no longer there in the church. I'm going to find this little quote Oh, yeah, right here. Perfect faith. This is, you know, it kills me today. If you preach something, you read something before the seals, well, that was before the seals. So we don't, you know, out that goes. That, that minimizes that. So you preach it after the seals, well then, uh, what was that in Jeffersonville or was that evangelistic sermon out there like Brother Branham would preach something different? You know, my poor old mother, she was a sweetheart. But I'll tell you what, you know, if she, that was something she didn't want to, uh, to accept of what Brother Branham said, she just said, well, he just said that to throw people off to deceive them so they wouldn't believe and just throw them off. She said that to me one time, and it was the wrong person to say that. I said, well, then I quit following them every day, today. I, I want nothing to do with that man who would li- deliberately lie to me to throw me off and leave my soul to hell. That's nonsense. Yes, Amen? But let me just say this, in, you know, uh, again, in perfect faith, it makes all the qualifications. It's 63, August 25, and it's in Jeffersonville. It meets all the qualifications. And I thought being here twice today, it should be that we should dedicate one service for a prayer for the sick. I believe in healing the sick. I believe it's a Bible command. We cannot preach that without the full gospel, without including that. So you cannot preach. The full gospel without including divine healing. Amen. So it's not very minor after all. Amen. Perfect faith. Brother Branham says, now the identification of a scripture Christian, these words said Jesus. These signs should follow them that believe. Now, how can you call yourself a believer, of people, and deny those words? How can you call yourself a believer and deny any of this word? Right. You can't do it. You're not a believer. Therefore, signs can't follow, right. because you just can't you, can't. you just accept what you want to believe and let the rest of it. You just don't believe it. But you've got to take the whole thing and believe it. And when you truly believe not make believe, but really believe, then these signs follow them that believe. That gives a pretty good qualification. Amen. 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 Brother Branham said, again, that's how to identify you. If you say you're a Christian, the identification of a Christian the Bible Christian has not worked in you? Then there's something wrong. These signs have followed them that believe. Yes, or Not maybe they will. They will. They will. If we could only realize He's here with us, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lo, I am with you always. I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. I'm here. I'm with you to the end of the world. 24th chapter, I'll never leave you. Again, he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'm just looking at the scriptures I had wrote down concerning How can we be sure by his proven word? He's now waiting for you to call him on the scene to be proved. So let us go and awake Christ in our lives. How do you awake Christ? By believing his word. Faith brings him on the scene. That's what brings him on the scene, faith. Then call him to confirm uh, his word and don't doubt and fear. Don't do that. Um, just believe him as it's written and let it, let it be done. And God will prove to you that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. We worship an invisible God. Hallelujah. Now, let's just, let's just go beyond this. Others will say... Well, we're not second pull or first pull. We're third pull. Well, if you're in the third pull, why aren't you speaking the word? Why aren't you moving mountains? In the third pull is creation. In the third pull is resurrection power. In the the third pull is healing. In the third pull is control of situations around you. In the third pull, there's salvation for children. Amen. The word, this word is to take the immaturity out of us and give us a holy boldness. Now, i got some things to say about that this morning. In the adoption message, Brother Brandon said, this may choke you to death. You know that men that are sons of God are amateur gods. How many do that? How many knows Jesus said so? Did not the law say you'd serve your gods? If you call them gods, God said in Genesis 2, they were gods because they had full domain over the dominion of the world. He gave them dominion over all things and he lost his godship. He lost his sonship. He lost his domain. Amen. But then Satan took it over. But brother, we are waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God who will come back and take it over again. Waiting for the fullness of time when the pyramid gets under the top. Amen. Anybody understand that? Where are we? We're not at the bottom. Amen. We're, God's been building it. Come on. Amen. We're at the top. Right. You know, Enoch built a pyramid. Amen. Is that right? Yes. You know, the, the, the Enoch's pyramid was not a tomb. Men copied it and made tombs out of it. Yeah. That's exactly what has happened. You know, the original, the original church was not a tomb. That's right. That's right. It's copies of the original church that become tombs. Right. Amen. The original meaning of pyramid was a place of ascension. Amen. Right. Come on. Where are we in the pyramid? We have come to the top, right. to the place of ascension, to rapture time. Are you with me? Waiting for the fullness of time when the pyramid gets into the top, when the full sons of God will be manifested, when the power of God will walk out, hallelujah, and will take every power that Satan's got away from him. My, we ought to be holding ourselves steady and letting God fill every fiber of our being. Yes. Because he said that's what the dynamics is, is a refilling of the Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 This is where we're at. He said it's a refilling of the Holy Ghost. And we just, he is a dynamics and we just become members of the machine of his body forming ourselves in his image, uniting himself with us in his work and his love gifts as he hands them to us just before the wedding supper. And we're waiting, watching for that. The big church is to be united. The dynamics of this church will be a refilling of the Holy Spirit that we have worked in a small measure while the headstone that Jesus Christ is coming down to unite with the body. But when that head and body unites together, the full power of the Holy Ghost will raise her up just exactly like that. Even the dead that's in Christ for hundreds of years will rise in the beauty of his holiness and take a flight to the skies. Amen. So notice he's pouring out his art, uniting with us in his works with his love gifts as he hands them to us. Let's stop here just a minute. Love gifts. The message oneness he tells about a church engaged to Christ for a wedding. And the wedding in this type, he said, has not been performed yet. It'll be at the wedding supper of the Lamb. Right. So we, he said the church is now engaged like a man is engaged to see now, oh, engaged his wife. And what does he do when they're engaged? Now, remember, he slipped the wedding band to be a predestinated unmerited grace on you before the foundation of the world, but you just now found out about it. God chose you. He's just bestowing all kinds of things, sending her presence, making her feel good. Amen. And that's what Christ is doing to his church. He's sending us gifts of the Spirit. Now, how can you be engaged then when you are denying these gifts exist? It's the very love tokens. It's God's token to the church. Jesus said so. These signs shall follow them that believe. Now keep those things in mind. The church must believe every word, every promise, every iota, and claim it for themselves and exercise themselves in it. If I was engaged to a girl and I was a single man and I would send her something, engagement ring, she wouldn't wear it. It shows she doesn't believe me. She doesn't want to be my bride. And if Christ sends his church the gifts that he's promised and they refuse them and say they're not so, they don't want to be the bride of Christ. They're espoused to some other lover, not to Christ the bridegroom. So the real church keeps the promise and keeps all and accepts the gifts that God sends them. Can you say amen? Amen. All right. Again, we're here at another shaking. Again, this is a 1963 after the seal's quote. God is going to send another shaking across the country. For there is somebody out there, still out there somewhere that a predestinated seed that the light has to fall on somewhere into the world. So he said, God's going to send another shaking. Before the fire falls, amen, what did he promise? A refill another Holy Ghost. Amen. He said, why, this church ought to be a million miles up the road to where it is now. Jesus waited on his church to get ready. The bride has made herself ready. we got the potentials. The Holy Spirit is here. God is here. The power to heal the sick, the power to do all the things that Christ did. I've seen it, demonstrated myself, By the Holy Spirit. So the potentials are here. What God is waiting for us to get away from is our tradition and come back under the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 That's exactly right. Now, I'm going to take just a few minutes. Because I brought you here to this point of what we're to be. And I'm just going to stop here just a moment and digress just a little bit. And the reason I'm doing this, when you go to preaching these kind of things, it attracts every kind of bug to the light bulb. Ever want to be prophet, ever want to be spiritual guy, ever want to be healer, ever want to be every kind of thing, all for the wrong motives and purposes, Amen. next thing you know this this bolsters up all of these, and they begin to quack you know i 'm the greatest preacher on the block i 'm the prophet now i 'm the voice i 'm this we've had them. we uh, 've we've had them've had we 've had the the supreme teacher lee bale we 've had the supreme apostle joseph coleman we 've had Oh, my goodness, you go to start naming some of these stuff? Today, I mean, it's way out there. Some of them calling themselves Elohim, the Holy Ghost, all kinds of nonsense. I don't usually talk about those things because it discourages people. But I'll just say it, you know, again, again, you preach these kind of thing, and it attracts every kind of bug, insect, beetle, moth. Creatures of the night to the light. And let me tell you right now, I want to just make some statements here. We are not returning to Azusa Street. No more than we could go back to being Luther or Wesley. That is not the light of the day. Azusa was by nature an impersonation because it was the shuck. Amen. Azusa was not a book of Acts church. It was at best a Corinthian church. One had a prophecy, one had a gift, one had a tongue, one had a this, one had a that, and everybody was trying to be something. All the while there was sin in the church that they wouldn't deal with. That's an Azusa church. We are not returning to Azusa. Amen. Nor will we be a Corinthian church. Amen. Amen. Listen, Brother Bradham shared this in adoption, and that's why he preached adoption. He said, I can't get the church to come to maturity. He said, "Why? you know how it is. The church is groaning, you know, under the Under the persecution of the outside world believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, that the promise of the Holy Ghost is just as real to us as it was to Pentecost, how they groan and cry under labor pains. But when they're born, they're positionally born in the kingdom of God. It's not something you're a prophet because mama said you was since you was a little boy and they fed you that junk. I've seen too many mama called preachers. And they never accomplish anything. Right. Amen. But when they're born and positionally set, the Holy Ghost sets in the church some prophets, some teachers, some pastors, some evangelists. And, and, and then he, he puts in there, he gives in there speaking in tongues, interpretations of tongues, and knowledge and wisdom and gifts of healing and all kinds of miracles. It's all in the church. Amen. But the church, he says, is always trying to take somebody else's corner. And he said, you can, never, you can never take somebody else's corner. You can never raise corn in Ephraim's corner if you're Manasseh. Every one of the tribes had different places and position in the kingdom. And the same way in the body. There is different things that God does and how he works with different people and everybody doesn't do the same things. He said, now we've been taught many times we've all have to speak with tongues. That's wrong. We all got to do it. No, we don't. They didn't all do one thing. Amen. Some of you have spoken tongues. Some of you haven't. It's the same Holy Ghost. That's right. What we're looking for is a changed life, that's right. Amen. not because you spoke in another language. We've seen people speak in tongues and live like the devil. That's right. Ain't that right? Amen. Amen. So again, it's not. It's not. It's, you see that? That was. That's babbling. It's the forcing. The forcing of um a uh, 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 forced worship. Azusa Street, forced gifts, forced tongues. And then when they couldn't get everybody speaking tongues, they got them down to the altar and taught them how. Jerked on their chin until they did. Had them to repeat a word over and over again until they got a stammering lips. till they set a confusion of language. And there's very few real that is left. But because it's their evidence of the Holy Ghost, they got to do it or they're not saved. So it causes impersonations. We don't want you to impersonate anything. We are not to be an impersonation. That's Azusa Street. We want real, genuine Holy Spirit moving. But I tell you, if you yield yourself to the Holy Ghost, ain't no telling what God will do for you. Amen. Amen. You know, we, we don't need another to rise up and try to take the seventh angel's place or to be the prophet in this age. Somebody help me preach now. We've had enough of that. We've had 50 years or more. I could say almost 60 years to, to, to purge out Azusa All right. yeah. so that the real Pentecost could shine forth. Brother Branham talks about this in the message, identification. And he says, he said, Dathan, a smart leader down in Egypt, rose up and said, you'll try to make yourself the only one that's got anything. Like I said, this kind of preaching will, will attract bugs to the light. That's we have seen men rise up in this message and become the next great prophet in their own thinking. Well, they had followers all across America and even overseas. i would run into them in Africa, run into them in, in, in Norway. A guy who, who got a six-inch pick, guitar pick that he was going to give the bride rapture and faith by singing these songs. And all he was was a mental guy. I'm serious. Not throwing off on him. He just had mental problems. He had an evil spirit causing mental trouble and he led people by the hundreds away. And it went on down until a cricket spoke in tongues and he interpreted. And it caused fallings away across the world. Just a bug at the light. People with mental trouble and evil spirits try to get in there and work the works of God. Didn't a woman follow Paul and say, these men are the men of God and begin to prophesy over them? And Paul wanted to, to shut her mouth until, and he couldn't do it until God gave him permission. And he suffered with her for, until, I don't remember how many days he suffered with her until he rebuked that spirit, that spirit of divination. That was attracted to the light. Amen. Amen. So you, so again, you know, brother Branham would discern people and call it spiritual problems. You're hearing voices, you're seeing things, and this is spiritual problems. And it takes them away from the Word rather than bringing them into the Word of God. Right. And people follow it because they don't have any discernment. Right. Now. But Brother Branham said everyone didn't have to create and do miracles and things. That's the trouble with people today. A lady asked me, coming down the road the other day, Florence Shikari and Demas' sister, Sister Williams and them sat in the car. She said, Brother Branham, I fast and fast and and still I can't cast out devils. What did Brother Branham tell her? You're not a believer because the Bible said these signs shall follow them that believe. and You're not casting out devils so you're not a believer. That ain't what he said. He said, you wasn't born to do that. Your duty is to fast. Amen. The Holy Spirit's working on somebody else out there for that. You don't know your place. Oh, he said, if we had time, we'd teach those things in long meetings, how that one person is burdened for this, for something over there, and you don't know, you don't know, you don't know what, and it's him doing it. You're just submissive to your call, and always line it up with the Scripture and see if it's not right or not. But so he says, you wasn't called to do that. So now we see it's in the body. Some of you are looking at me. Well, I'm not a believer. You know, this morning you said oh, the identification of believers, they'll cast out devils. Well, okay. Let's just stop right here and clear that for you. Every one of you saved, Amen. cast out devils That's right. out of your own life.
2: That's
1: right. Every evil thought that comes your way and you cast it down, you are casting out a devil. So don't let the devil come along and tell you you're some powerless church. Powerless people and you don't have the identification. Amen, because how else could you have overcome the habits of the world that you had? Come on, unless the Holy Spirit in you rose up and cast him out. I'm looking at a bunch of devil defeaters this morning, yes. a bunch of serpent bruisers. Yes. Yes. Amen. Oh, you say, Brother Tim, I, I've never done what you did, and the other brothers did a youth camp. Maybe you're not called to do that. Right. But you can fast and pray while somebody else is doing it. Yes. You've got a job to do. You're part of the body. Everybody can't be the tongue. Everybody can't be the eyeball. Everybody can't be the ear. Everybody can't be the hand, everybody can't be the foot. Right. It's a body. Amen. Question answers, they they asked Brother Brandon, whatever true believer, this is 1964, do the works that Jesus did in John 14, 12. He said, not exactly, no. Heal the sick, cast out devils, raise the dead. I don't... I don't think that's John 14, but he said Mark 16, but it's okay. He says, this only to be Elijah must all the believers do this that really believe? If he's really a real believer, will he raise the dead and do great miracles? And Brother Brandon said, now that's among believers. Amen. Hello. You know, when, you, when Brother Brandon went up to the mountain and got a sword, do you know you got a sword? Do you know when the seals was opened to him, that seals were opened to you? Come on. Amen. When Moses went up there and got the Ten Commandments, not just Moses got it, that was Israel getting the Ten Commandments. Amen. When I preach the gospel anywhere around the world, it's you preaching the gospel around the world. Amen. When, when When I pray for the sick and they recover or any other believer does it, it's you doing it. That is among believers. Amen. But see, Azusa Street, you got to have one of them to be doing this, and we got to have this, and this one's got a spiritual dream, and that one's got a vision, and this one's got a voice, and this one's got this. And, and, and it becomes a bunch of confusion yeah. because they turn it to an, a Corinthian church. Anyway, he says now, and then he says, Every man doesn't have those gifts. Don't mean just one person will do it. It'll be groups of people. Like, for instance, we have a little girl here in the church, a little boy, somebody that we love real well, and life would go out of them. The whole church would get together and go to fasting and praying. Lord, have mercy on that child. God could raise it up. I mean, read the Nicene Fathers, and you know that's the way they did it in the early church. They'd all get together, you know, even raise up their pastor sometimes and different ones if God seemed fit to do it. Amen. The church praying. Amen. So now again, what is promised in this outpouring is another Pentecost. Amen. And I want you to just say, it's not coming. That's here. Amen. That's what a prophet restored us to was back to the faith of the fathers. Another Pentecost. Amen. Not another Azusa Street, Amen. but another book of Acts. Not another book of Corinthians. Amen. Brother Bradham cries out in 1963 Bring us back to Pentecost. Not Hollywood showmanship, but a wholehearted turn to God is what we need. One more, oh Lord, once more. Amen. Amen. Uniting time and sign, he says, what did he say in Malachi 4 would restore? Restore back the original Pentecostal faith back to the people with the same Pentecostal message. The same Pentecostal sign, the same Pentecostal evidence, the same God, same power, same teaching, same exactly with the vindication of the same pillar of fire that struck Paul down on the road to Damascus amongst us today doing the same things he did in that day. In birth pains, he says, and and he talks about the vision of the bride, and he says what? He said, I saw that same group come back again. She's alpha and omega. What is she's to be the same bride, the same kind, built out of the same kind of material she was in the first place. Now read Malachi 4 and see if we're not supposed to have a message in the last day that will turn the hearts of the children back to the father's back. The original Pentecostal message, word by word, brothers, we are here. This message is the original Pentecostal message. It's not Azusa Street, it's not John Wesley or Martin Luther, it's the seventh angel's message. Amen. It's a people who gives preeminence to the Word. In the resume resume of the ages, notice somebody who gives him preeminence, people that are a prisoner to Christ. Resume of the ages, he said God's going to restore. The Lutheran age did not restore the church. It started a reformation. The Western age didn't restore. The Pentecostal age did not restore. But God has to restore because he cannot deny his word. This is not the resurrection of the church. It's the restoration. God will take the church right back to Pentecost out of the beginning. So this is different from the Azusa Street. The Zusa Street revival now has 500 million followers. wrap your mind around that one. That little movement back over 120-something years ago now has a half a billion followers. And let me just say, no, it's not going to be another Azusa Street. That makes a bunch of denominations. This will be different even from the divine healing revival. This outpouring will not be another divine healing revival. No. Understand what I'm saying. It won't be divine healing movements all over and hearing people coming from all over the world. I am not saying people won't come to church here and be prayed for. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it won't be another divine healing move. That's not what the last outpouring is. It's not another divine healing move. Let me just tell you what Brother Branham said about the divine healing move. I guess he ought to know. He was the one who was the catalyst of it all. And he says, he takes us to James 5.14. Why don't you just put that up? Because this is the responsibility of every church. Every message church should make this one, this scripture, its principal scripture. Is, is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Next verse, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up, and if he's committed sins, he, they shall be forgiven him. Mara, that, that scripture right there in James 5, 14. Come on. Right. That's right, brother. Amen. So while God wants to get us away from laying on the hands, well, maybe he does, but he puts this in the church. Right. Amen. I believe it can be as Peter spoke these words. And even to you that are listening across the world today, I can't go to you and lay hands on you, but the Word can go to you, and you can believe and receive it just as well as anybody here in the building. Amen. 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 But anyway, again, again, that's the duty, he says, of every Christian minister. Every minister of the gospel has a right to pray for his congregation, and they have a right to believe God and be healed. Divine healing doesn't belong to one man or one group. It belongs to all the people. The gift of healing was not given to be given, to be sent out, to have different healing campaigns across the country. It's all right for them to do, for them to be, but that wasn't, that isn't the purpose. There ought to be a healing campaign in every church all the time going on everywhere. Amen. We shouldn't have to wait for a special minister to come by. Amen. Amen. Even you don't, shouldn't even have to. You shouldn't even have to wait. You know, for me to lay hands on them. You, we, have seen it demonstrate. Just lay hands on your baby, and it's here and come back. Amen. Sitting right in the meeting, say, I don't need these hearing aids anymore. Right there, wherever you're at, you know, your back healed. you you Come on now, church. Ever need supplied. Right as the word is going forth, rebuking the devil. I tell you, every time I preach, I'm rebuking devils. Hallelujah. I'm telling them, you leave the church, you leave this body, you believe these believers. Greater witness, Brother Bradham said, God never intended all these campaigns sweeping across the nation. He expected that to be in every church, every pastor. Now, let me tell you, it's not going to be another divine healing campaign. God has let us have 50-plus years to pass to get Azusa Street out of us with all its carnal impersonations, its wannabe prophets. Oh, Yeah. They stand on the fringes of this message because they know it's got a supernatural element. Amen. Hoping to be one of the witnesses to the Jews and thinking they're going to get the revelation of the seven thunders. Well, you You know, it just shows you're not a student of this message. Amen. You ain't got into the Word. If you knew the Word, you'd know the thunders have already been revealed. Amen. They just ain't been revealed to you, so you're still standing around looking for its revelation. Well, it come to a prophet it's the seventh angel's message. If he didn't reveal the seven thunders, he wasn't the seventh angel. And if he is the seventh angel, then he revealed the seven thunders. and he didn't need, he didn't need some apostles' help to do it. And he didn't need some teacher's help to explain it. And he don't even need my help. It's right there in the message itself. The seven thunders or are the, are the seven seals are the mysteries of the seven thunders. They were revealed in the seals. Amen. They were once symbols, but now the voice of God has spoke out, and now we know who the white horse the red, the black, the pale. Amen. The thunders have been revealed. So if you don't know what they are, you had not been in the message. That's all there is to it. Or either that you've been looking at it with denominational veil on it the seals and the thunders are different brother Tim yeah they're different in that God sealed a mystery and the others when God reveals a mystery God sealed it up and God revealed it the thunders are the seals was the seal and the thunders was the revealing it's just that simple you can make it hard and difficult if you want to and they're all open Over a hundred times Brother Branham said all oh, the seals are open. That's right. Well, yeah, there was times he said the seventh seal. You know, God wouldn't permit that because he wouldn't release it. He'd said too much about the third pole, but now we got it. Right. Amen. God sealed it up in seven seals, and now the voice of God, the thunders have uttered the voices and gave us interpretation of what was sealed up. And I just want to say we don't need another prophet. We don't need another revelation. And we don't need to go beyond the prophet and his message. Amen. But I would like to see somebody come up to it and really believe all of it. This is the third pull, and it will not be impersonated. We're not the shock. We're not impersonators. It will not be a public show. It will not be another worldwide healing campaign or another worldwide revival. The manifestation of the word of the third pull, there will be miracles. Amen. Amen. There will be a bride standing on her feet as a mighty, invincible army. Amen. Amen. That's where we stand in this day. Amen. We stand right here at the end time. And we see where God is now fulfilling His word and bringing it to pass. Look what the third pull was. It created. Do you know every divine healing is a creation? That's right, man. When God healed my wife the other day, He had to. He had to create new. he, He had to create new brain cells. When he took cancer out of Sister Atlanta, he had to create new cells. Yes, right. She didn't have an empty place; it was creation. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. The third pull word is a creation. Yes. It went forth a thousand miles and healed Meta Branham, yes. and it vanished. Yes. It was a miracle. Yes. The third pull. You say, "Oh well, we're preaching the third pull." Well, then there ought to be miracles. Yes. You can't preach the word and there not be miracles. Come on, church. Amen. My goodness, that's what we ought to be looking for, is a God of miracles. God moving on the scene for his people. Yes, sir, saving the lost. What about those boys of Hattie Wright? They fell on their knees weeping and crying. It wasn't a dried confession. It was the word of God that went forth and saved the lost. It's the spoken word going out. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Controlling nature. Where did it control the storms? Let me tell you, it'll control the storms in your life, in your marriage, in your home, yes. in your situation, on your workplace. Amen. Somebody help me preach now. Amen, because why? It's the Word in action. Yes. Yes. Creation, resurrection life. Hallelujah. And it's not going to just be in one place. It's going to be around the world. It won't be just evening like Tabernacle. It'll be a bride out of every nation. Amen. When's it going to be, Brother Tim? When people begin to start believing again. Amen. If you've watched Azusa Street out, then maybe you can have the pure word start working. And the pure word will heal, it'll deliver, it'll save, it'll satisfy. It'll do more than a Pentecostal Azusa revival, will for a soul. Oh, my goodness, I had a cousin that said, you know, I went running up to him because I heard he prayed through and got the Holy Ghost. I went to see him just a few days later and I, I caught him on side and I said, hey, I heard you got the Holy Ghost. He yelled, but I've already backslid and done lost it. That's Azusa Street. But this isn't Azusa Street. It seals you to the day of redemption. And it seals the devil out. and seals the Holy Ghost in. And it makes you a new creature in Christ. And it gives you an overcoming power. And it's not temporary. So the Holy Ghost just a temporal gift. Yeah, for some, it just comes and it goes, it comes and it goes, and it's like a dove sitting out there, and they grieve it away, and they invite it back, and it's a yo-yo, back and forth, and one day they're Christian, one day they're not. But let me tell you, if your seed, if the real seed has been germinated, he never leaves you again. You're sealed to your destination. Hallelujah, the rapture is yours. The resurrection is yours. Every promise is yours. Because you're sealed in with Him and Satan's sealed out. Hallelujah, and an overcoming life lives on the inside of you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's the way it's got to be. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The last outborn. And you're yet. Amen. A refilling. Brother Johnny, there's a refilling for you. Sister Diane, there's a refilling for you. Amen. Are you with me? Amen, Brother Zane, there's a refilling for you. Amen. Our young people, there's a refilling for you. Amen, there's a, there's a move of the Holy Ghost. You can be filled again. Hallelujah, you can be filled again. Amen, he can fill the house where they're sitting and the house shaken with the Holy Ghost. And Acts 4 can happen right here in our midst because God has brought us to another Pentecost. Hallelujah, with the same signs, the same wonder, the same Holy Spirit working in the same way in his people. No more impersonating but real, real, real. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Won't you stand to your feet right now and say, Lord, I receive that, Lord. I receive it right now. I receive that refilling of your Holy Spirit. I want it in my life. I want it in my heart. I want it in my being. I want to be charged again with the Holy Ghost. Breathe on me, Lord. Breathe on me. Let the Holy Spirit just come breathe on me now. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I've read all these different quotes and things and promises that's led by to you. People wonder, what has God promised? What has God promised? He's promised the Holy Ghost to everyone that believes. Hallelujah. You can have a deeper experience than what you've had without de Christianizing you. Amen. You can have a renewal, be renewed in the Holy Ghost and your soul set on fire again and you become sensitive to the Spirit of God. Maybe he might move on you to dream a spiritual dream or have a vision. I don't know what he'll do. You won't all be the same, but he'll work in the way that he made you, the way he, you were born. In your new birth, he places you. In your, your your sexual birth, in your first birth, he places you. So I have called and ordained you. While you were still in your mother's womb, I've called and ordained you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you just let him breathe on you this morning. Let him change your life right in his presence. Let him give you a refill of the Holy Ghost. We'll let him breathe on me. Let him breathe
2: on me. Let
1: the Holy Ghost. Oh, just breathe. On Sister Karen when she's listening. Let it go out around the world right now. As the people of God are listening to him. Let it just feel them now. Amen. A renewing of the Holy Ghost. A renewing of the Spirit of God. Amen. Wherever you are, whatever your need is, you just accept it now. Let the Holy. Ghost. Oh, just feel me. Just feel me now. on me let him breathe
0: breathe on me oh hallelujah let him breathe let him breathe on me thank you Jesus
1: evil hands that hang down and put strength back in my system. In the name of Jesus, let the healing virtues flow from the throne of grace. Move out everything, Lord, every worry, every fear, every spirit of the enemy. Let healing virtues flow from her body and she be made well today in the name of Jesus and rejoice in the name of the Lord her God. We believe it, Lord, and we accept it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now the element that we're going to hold her back, loose her now in the name of Jesus. Let her rejoice in the God of her salvation. Amen. Let there be an old time Holy Ghost outpouring upon her in Jesus' name a renewing of the Holy Ghost in her life, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, Lord.
2: Hallelujah.
0: There Hallelujah! So oh, let's there watch it.
1: again Lord
0: i no.